Hello there, and thank you for listening today. If you have interiors on your mind, if you're planning to do up a house, a room, perhaps build a house, then this episode is for you because we're joined by Ruth Noble of ruthnobleinteriors.com and Ruth is telling us about what an interior designer does, how you might work with them and when you should consider calling one in. So apologies, I have to say, for the sound quality in this. There's a bit of crashing and banging in the background I chose the Herbert Park Hotel foyer because I was determined that we'd have a nice quiet background for this week's podcast but I'm afraid we were competing with some energetic waiting staff and a baby who wasn't getting what he wanted but nonetheless Mairead who's edited the podcast has got um, a lot of that clattery sound out so I hope you find it interesting. Thank you. And Ruth has kindly joined me in the flubious foyer of the Herbert Park Hotel to discuss why one might use an interior designer. And having discussed this with friends and clients over the past few days to see what would they ask an interior designer, I think I've come up with a few different questions for you, Ruth, and I'm sure you have your own uh, thoughts to offer us. But I think the first one, that I came across was, well, don't they cost a fortune? Like, don't I need to have a fortune to have an interior designer? Mustn't I have a huge budget? But I noticed from your website that you actually do a kind of an, a starter consultation product, which is like a consultation for perhaps up to two hours where you come to people's houses. Is that right? Yes, that is, that's right. Um, we, we offer, the reason I offer the consultation service is because of exactly what, what you said. Um, often when clients or property owners have not, before engaging the service of an interior designer, yes. they're not completely positive whether it's a route they want to take, whether the advice that an interior designer might give would be of value. Um, often I find they might too. be a bit nervous or a little bit intimidated. Yes. Um, they, they may have spoken to maybe other professionals like architects or contractors or you know, um, possibly property advisors. And, and often when they do get in touch or they do come to the website, they've, they've done their research, they've spoken with their friends, contemporaries, they've spoken with property advisors and, and you know, they are considering obviously using an interior designer but what I what just from experience um I felt and and from kind of looking at the market that you know there there didn't seem to be a service that was approachable to people that mm-hmm. um you know that that um that property owners could feel that they could get in touch and yes. reach out to the interior designer with a finite commitment with a, yeah with a full ongoing you. commitment mm. they don't yet know what the outcome will be like yes they might have seen some of your completed projects and mm-hmm. um, they might have seen some of your previous work and liked it but they still don't know each project is different so it's hard to know how you know our services are going to identify with for their project or for them personally so by offering a, a single consultation it means that we get to meet with the client we get to visit their property and um, we will offer full advice um okay so say you know, i have a nice victorian house and you're coming in the door you might immediately sense that this house feels dark and you might have some suggestions about that would that be 
true? Exactly, no, exactly. Like, I mean, some of the consultations might be off plan, some might be off brand new. So, um, so if, if um, the, the property is not even yet built, okay, right. <laughs> so if it's a private home um, and, and it's going to be, yeah, and it's, it's, it's on site, um, often it will be on at the property. So that, that would be, for the example, the Victorian home. Um, and to be able to meet in a space that's either about to go under renovation or restoration yeah. is ideal because, um, you know, regardless of, of what any floor plans or imagery or anything provided mm -hmm. by the client might mm -hmm. offer, to be in the space and, and to have that meeting and to do that walk around um, is a great opportunity for us to, yes, make observations. Yeah. Um, so give me the get, type of observation you might make. So yes, the lighting certainly, um, and that's really a massive thing in all mm. interiors. Um, and like you said, you know, whether a property is more suited to kind of darker colours or schemes or heavier fittings and, you know, what, which direction you would bring bring that property in it to towards. Um, lighting is really probably my number one key. I mean, for anybody, my biggest advice would be to consider the lighting. Um, not only, I know when you visit a property initially, if you're viewing a property to buy or to rent, um, you know, it is the lighting that first, first will strike anyone, even if that's subconsciously or consciously yeah. this feels dark but yeah. this feels lovely and light yeah. exactly and that's it's that feeling that when you first come into a space that is the first impression and it's going to you know give your visitors give your guests mm -hmm. that feeling immediately so what I consider um, and what we would as part of the consultation when we meet with the client mm -hmm. lighting is one of the, the main categories that we would cover and mm -hmm. um, it's how you're you're introducing natural light into the property mm -hmm. so be it a new build a renovation or an existing property mm -hmm. we're looking at how natural light is coming into the property mm -hmm. um, but we're also looking at the problems where mm -hmm. there there may not be enough natural light and mm -hmm. um, there may be, not be enough artificial light mm -hmm. um, and that's where if, if you know someone is looking to kind of undergo some works be it just some small interior works or mm -hmm. be it a larger project that um that they they are given the right advice to consider you know the lighting from the very start um, and how they can introduce kind of artificial lighting what colors they can use in the spaces to kind of mm -hmm. give that feeling because it's not about kind of looking looking at the spaces and, and kind of seeing the the finished outcome it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of that feeling like you said when you walk in the door mm -hmm. that feeling that that you get like the atmosphere yes. and the kind of how, how you want it to feel like it's certainly very different walking into a commercial space and, mm -hmm. and the atmosphere that you want to present in that sense mm -hmm. to walking into a residential space mm -hmm. and um, you know if it's a family home you might like a different feeling to kind of you know a, a smaller I don't know, a, a, a property that's a bachelor pad yeah. or, you know, that a couple might be living in their first home. They might, you know, kind of want to have a different feeling, maybe a bit more contemporary. So it's, it's things like you say, like window dressings um, mirrors, the introduction, introduction of mirrors in spaces. Now, that would be further down the line in the process of yeah. any renovation. But um, it's, it's that kind of use of light and, and, you know, in areas 
sometimes it's okay to kind of have shadows or darkness yes. or kind of emphasize corners that yeah. you know aren't aren't yeah. ever going to have a sufficient amount of light on. But yeah. certainly, it's it's kind of I suppose it's it's um it's looking at each space and the kind of key rooms in the house and okay. how how you want those to feel and how you want those to work. And maybe you know there's a need for you know a bit of darkness or kind of sure. uh, maybe contrast. coziness contrast yeah. in certain rooms and uh, the, you know rooms smaller rooms can carry darker colors and you know you just embrace that. We're talking here about visual stuff and visual stuff is hard to find the language for sometimes and we're not very good at it. I'm not very good at finding language for visual stuff. So when you go to an initial consultation would you have any books with you? Any like do you come with anything so that you both know what you're both talking about? Well, it's actually, yeah, well, the thing is, when I initially go to the, conver to the consultation, mm. the idea is, is to really have conversations and obtain a really clear brief from the client of what they're trying to achieve. Um, yeah. Possibly if they've lived in the space or the house, they've already um, made some observations. If they've lived in, this, in the house for a very long time, yeah. they might stop seeing things because yeah. they've been looking at it a certain way yes. and they've, they've kind of maybe had suggestions from friends or family or, you know, had their own input and in what they might do with the different spaces. So what we do really in that consultation is we'll take a good thorough walk around. Mm -hmm. We, um, I don't at that stage bring, I mean, there's endless amounts yeah, of information and references and things mm -hmm. that I could bring. Um, you know, if, if we went, we got to a, a later stage, like if, if the client wanted to work kind of on an ongoing basis, we'd have more meetings in the office where we'd kind mm -hmm. of have all of those resources sure. there to present. But when we meet for the consultation, what we do is I ask all the questions and kind of get all the information yeah. that I think is required. Now I'll make observations kind during of that consultation. So well, I'll ask them. It depends now on on the use that is intended for the property. If yeah. if um, it's owner an owner occupier. looking for an owner occupier mm -hmm. compared to somebody who might be looking to you you rent, rent it as an mm -hmm. investment property, um, there's different requirements. But with an owner occupier, um, I'll identify who's living in the house, mm -hmm. um, how they're living in the house, what their long time or term kind of plan is for the house, whether they're going to stay here for mm -hmm. five or six years, or mm -hmm. whether they're looking to stay here for the long term and possibly you know, extend down the road, mm -hmm. you know, do they have a long-term plan for this property? Because that really does impact and differ the, the kind of advice that we would give, um, yeah. you know, whether they, if they're looking to resell down the road or whether they want to make this really personal, whether they want to live in this house for a very long time and kind of how they should, um, I do ask what their budget is and what they're looking to spend, yeah. not from yeah. like, you you know, you brought up the point earlier, you know, is it going to cost more to have an interior designer? If you have the advice, the right advice on how to how to structure a budget and, and, yes. and use that budget um, to the best. To, to, to offer the best outcome for your property. Okay. Um, so what we'll do at that stage is, um, the, generally a client will have a general budget that they might want to spend on the interior spaces. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of be able to identify, you know, what level of work that they might undertake. Um, they may like to phase their project, in which okay. case I'll offer advice um, from kind of my immediate observations um, during that meeting. Um, but. If, if a client is looking to kind of address 
their project on a more phased basis, we can kind of direct them in how they should start, what the items they should start on are. Okay, so let's say, what are the items we should start on? I've got a budget. I don't honestly know what my budget's going to be, but for the moment, it's a very starter budget. Should I start with my floors, my bathroom, my kitchen? Where should I start? If I've got my first 5,000, where should that go? Yeah, like, I mean, I think um, fixtures and fittings are the basis of your okay. of your property. Um, I did not expect you to say that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you're talking about door handles and door handles, um, you know, your your bathrooms like you're saying, for example, sanitary wear, tiling, okay. um flooring to me is is you know, it it's it's the first impression when you come yeah. into a space because um, you know, with maybe with older properties, you, you would notice that you know they might have kind of extended, or you can see additions within a house yeah. where the the flooring becomes like patchwork. And yeah. um, if you are able to, when you initially move into a property, to almost work from the the bottom up, from okay. the ground up, from okay, the base. Good. That makes yeah. Sense. So yeah. Um, so the idea being that. If, if you can address these these items like you know you're you're going to need the budget to change the the flooring in each room in the property but whether you do that on a phase basis like maybe start on the ground floor and and, and work up or you know if, if, if you are doing a job on the kitchen to kind of isolate that mm -hmm. and um address kind of anything that involves rewiring or yeah. electrics or your lighting to, to address those items first and then follow on with Okay, anything that's floor. going to make the walls messy. Yeah, so yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think um, for a lot of people, it, it might be, you know, everybody wants to move into a property and, and paint the walls and give it that fresh yeah. feeling. But, yeah. you know, if, if, if you are looking to allocate your, your budget, be yeah. patient and, you know, okay. phase it. And, okay. you know, rather than do working on, you know, all the bathrooms at once, isolate it. Now, this means, you know, you have to weigh up. This means that you're going to have contracts in your house mm. kind of ongoing, ongoing forever, forever. Yeah. so so that's that's something else to consider and to balance up but I think with bathrooms with your kitchen just to address it once and and, and do it well and, and okay, concentrate so on the finishes okay. and, and you know what you're specifying in a home that you're planning on spending a long amount of time in okay. you know I think the kitchen is so important right. I mean you spend your appliances you spend you spend most people mm. spend so much There's time, much time there, yeah. So, so I'm just thinking, let's say we have a young couple, they've bought their Victorian house, they've spent their money on their floors, that's fine. Now they're very tempted to get their coat of paint on the walls. But what you're saying is perhaps rather than put the coat of paint on the walls first, just think through are you happy with your lighting? Because maybe you should, instead of getting a painter in next, you should get an electrician in next perhaps and set the lighting up right. Does that sound, what, am I right in hearing that? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, um, so absolutely. It's uh, electrician, and um, because you're going to, and that's bringing us back to kind of the point on lighting. Um, yeah. Lighting is all important, and I mean, you you can't. 
I find people less and less. There was kind of a trend for down lighters, you know, maybe about ten oh, yeah. years ago, and they yeah. were um, they were just like fitted everywhere. That's what you put in. Yeah, and I would say it's kind of all about um, you know introducing kind of lighting at different levels and and making sure that you've sufficient sockets, not only for your lighting but kind of for the the time you know that you know you're going to need sockets for chargers and and so I think by by getting an electrician in and kind of identifying what's required I can give advice on that you know usually in a consultation I'll suggest kind of where you could do with maybe new points electrical yeah. points um, I like to specify kind of wall lights in bedrooms yeah. um, master bedrooms for example you yeah. know often there certainly with older homes and um, you're not going to be wired for that and it's quite an easy addition mm-hmm. um, you know how so rather than focusing on kind of ceiling lighting it's the introduction of kind of freestanding lamps lighting okay pendant lights in the kitchen and and just kind of looking at, at, at other ways to kind of create I suppose a mood but also make sure that your lighting is working functionally and um, for the purpose of the spaces. Okay so, so we're liking wall lights for the bedrooms, we're liking, liking pendant lights for the kitchen and for the sitting rooms you like Freestanding lamps, freestanding lamps, mm-hmm. um, table lamps. Mm-hmm. You know, lower level, and I find mm-hmm. that that the way you can introduce those, um, you know, can certainly change the use and the kind of feeling within a room. Yes. Um, if it's a study, you know, you want kind of the lighting to be task adaptable lighting. and task yeah. lighting exactly. And um, dressing rooms, bathrooms, you, you, it's that kind of functional lighting okay. um, but you know in rooms like living rooms rooms you want to relax in mm-hmm. I find um, with families for example you know it's often the case that there's a huge focus on kind of the kitchen living space mm-hmm. but now we're starting to look away from that there's less of while there's an open plan living space mm-hmm. with the kitchen living area mm-hmm. um, I'm finding that a lot of people are looking for kind of a, a snug kind of reception room yeah. that they can kind of shut the doors in the evening yeah. chill out there when everything yeah. stopped and yeah. just you know yeah. so the a room like that zone, more yeah. atmospheric yes. yeah quieter zone and right. um, so I think kind of the the reason I would suggest speaking with an electrician or taking the advice with regard to the lighting and the layout of the lighting before you start painting or decorating yeah. is because you kind of want to identify a function for each space yes. in the house okay. and how you're going to be utilizing these spaces yeah. and you know and, and lighting leads into that obviously so not only for the feeling and the aesthetic but also for how you live in the space okay and, um, yes, but we, we've talked about Floors, lighting, getting the electrician in before painters, the different types of lights you might like to use in each room. Um, how about windows and window treatment? Well, window treatments actually are usually kind of come last. Again, it, it right. depends on the project. Yeah. Um, they are, regardless of whether we're, we're kind of I consult on projects on an ongoing basis from kind of start to finish so we'll work from the plans right through to the installation where we're fitting everything down to the window dressings and the furniture Um, so that's kind of a different scenario than kind of the one-off consultation where we're just offering advice Mm -hmm. and input um, which 
you know, is, is kind of taken on board and might not be completed immediately. Yeah, Whereas with the ongoing projects, um, what we're doing is we're, we're putting schemes and plans in place for, for how everything's going to work from the flooring, the lighting, the um, bathroom fittings, the handles on the doors, you know, yeah. every aspect. Um, so the, the window dressings, of course, tie into the functionality of the house yeah um, okay. and also the aesthetic finish so if it's a more contemporary house you know we might be looking at kind of cleaner lines maybe um curtains on tracks with um fine linen fabric um versus kind of the more traditional look um which would kind of be palmets and, and heavier lined curtains mm -hmm. on poles with the window dressings there's kind of um a functional aspect to obviously mm -hmm. consider yeah, what's the use of the room. Do they, do they need to be black eyed? Do they need? Mm -hmm. I like to come up like we've come up with kind of interesting solutions and and mm -hmm. um, how you know I think until somebody starts and engages in a project like this, they don't. They probably haven't really noticed window dressings or looked mm -hmm. in detail to window dressings mm -hmm. and how important they are. Um, from the perspective of function, but also to complete kind of the aesthetic look within a room. Um, so it could be, you know, I tend to specify, you know, with, uh, and whether clients are looking for privacy, for example, if your house is facing onto the street, you still yeah, want to, uh, yeah, yeah, you still would like light to come through, mm -hmm. you still would like your privacy. Um, so it's things like sheer blinds work mm -hmm. really well for that purpose. Mm -hmm. um, Blinds pull up, which I've just from the sail up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, there was also a big trend kind of for the New England shutters, which yeah, yeah. Um, had been specified a lot and you'll kind of yeah. notice them in, in you know, yeah. a lot of homes. But yeah. now I think people are moving more back to kind of fabrics, Roman blinds, um, integrating kind of pattern and colour that way. Okay. Um, and like fabric, I mean, there's, there's such a massive range to choose from. Um, I have kind of specialized in, in sourcing you know from specific companies um, mm -hmm. that depending on the project and kind of the budget of the project but there's there's you know just an amazing range and it's mm -hmm. it's really kind of I suppose it's the fun part as well of the project mm -hmm. you're you know you're you're bringing in color you're um, bringing in texture you're introducing kind of unusual um, maybe embroideries or braiding and um, detail like that I like to kind of I suppose be a bit more creative on that side of things mm -hmm. you know when you're we're on the early stages of the project you know we've a plan in place for what the window dressings will be but we're working through more kind of the functional yeah, bases like the yeah the flooring and the, and the tile and the you know very much kind of the structural pieces and the fittings that are going in but you know when it comes to kind of the fabrics and, and, and that's the exciting part for the client it's mm. kind of you know where they can really just I suppose have a, vi a better vision as well because that's what I noticed as well you know when you work in um, a creative industry and um, you're used to kind of working you know your contemporaries are creative and, and very visual and you know you're working day to day in kind of an environment where you can envision like you said earlier um, yes. Reference yeah. images are so important to people because, you know, I find a lot of the clients actually can't envision the no, ultimate goal. Yeah, so they have to. Yeah, yeah, and then you're building up kind of um, a relationship with them as well because it's 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 it is based on trust. Is what you're proposing really going to deliver the outcome that I'm looking for, and how can you? represent that to me and how can you show me that that's do people know what they're looking for do people have a clue what they want 
in general, like, do people come to you with a whole pile of Pinterest boards, loads of magazine cuttings, or like, what typically, or is there a typical person who approaches you? To be honest, it's funny because sometimes, um, sometimes people come to me and they say that they absolutely have no idea what they want. Yeah. And there's others who say they know exactly what they want. Yeah. And through the process, we discover yeah. that they actually really don't. Um, not yeah. in a bad way. It's yeah. great because yeah. it means we have so much to work with. Yeah. Um, but often, yeah, there's been clients who kind of come through just maybe for a consultation or a call or you know drop into the office and they're saying you know we're they're they're feeling overwhelmed firstly yeah, I think that's totally a massive thing yeah totally get that because and, and these people they have their house and they just don't know where to begin is it they're yeah. they have their house and they're excited and you know no matter what stage they're at if they're a first-time buyer if yeah. they're like have experience with these projects it's, yeah it's every property is different um the circumstances might be different you know they might be working kind of with you know maybe challenging spaces mm. or um budget obviously is a, a massive challenging thing space might a be challenging a space, space might, might be, be a small space small space awkward spaces um you know to, or even Object you know the, the kind of issue of yeah maybe people hoping that they might be able to move house but they're not able to move house so they're trying they're to work in. with the space that they have as okay. their family grows yeah. those kind of issues and yeah. when we have the initial conversation um they might have like you said um often when by the time clients come to me they've gone through pinterest they've gone to through instagram they've gone through all the platforms forums like house is a great yeah. one um, and they've been able to kind of get ideas or see what they like but yeah. there's kind of two things they they don't they know what they like yeah but when they present and I like you know I, I think it's great I love when when people come to me and they've got kind of all of these different images and you do love it. they did okay. I do like yeah. like you would think you know it's, it's kind of you're you're gaining a sense more of their personality yeah. i think and of yeah. what they're drawn to and yeah. you know it's but often they've um they might have kind of collated images that are relevant to you know a very different property to the property that they're living in okay so they might have a big old country house look going on yeah. or they might be living in a two bed two bathroom two bed two bathroom point. yeah so that mightn't yeah, uh, but the, the thing is, like, what I really like to do is kind of identify like the key details that they're looking at or they're what drawn to, yeah. and what things. is it about these yeah. things? And you know, they may not to them say they might say to me, oh none of these images that I've saved or looked at they're things that I like but none of them link up but you know then I might identify some kind of a pattern like something that okay. they're they're not seeing that's subtly there okay. and so to be able to kind of take that information from them ask them the questions and, and kind of really get a sense of knowing what they're looking to achieve um, and present back to them kind of you know, advice and references and ideas based on what they've provided and the questions we've asked. So it's okay. not really like the client might say, I really don't know what I want. Yeah. But when you see maybe these pictures or things that they've saved or things that they've liked or mm -hmm. in conversation with them, they actually I know they, they, know they, they, they do. Want, they know what they, they don't yeah, want. They, might yeah. know they definitely don't want loads of wallpaper or they don't want loads of florals yeah or yeah. things that like it's funny um, when I'm speaking with clients some clients might say oh I 
I'd love bench seating in the kitchen. I actually love that idea. You know, it'll yeah. work so well. And others say I couldn't stand. I, I absolutely don't want a bench seat in my kitchen because we had that growing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of personal experience. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but then there's clients who do come come to me with me who, um, you know, they're very clear on what they want. They're very clear on what they're looking to achieve. Um, and they, you know, I I think that maybe through experience if they've worked on a project before they they can identify that they would like to engage the service of interior designer okay. because they can see the benefit yeah, of doing so they that. They may have made expensive mistakes yeah, before. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and that's the um the kind of the main thing. Um you know, expensive I've, mistakes tend to be what kitchens, couches, bathrooms, are they the places they, where they tend to be, yeah, requests. yeah, and they're not necessarily from a cost perspective but right. kind of they may have kind of been very led by trends and yeah. maybe, you yeah. know, gone a little mm. too far. Um, like they, they if possibly had sometimes clients um, approach me when they're maybe midway through a project mm -hmm. or if they've lived in a house that they've worked on kind of five or ten years ago and mm -hmm. um, they may have you know a bathroom that they've fitted out yeah, and the, that was a big job and they absolutely and yeah so so I mean and you know it's it's just that they've they've possibly gone to a kitchen company they've worked with with the kitchen design but it's not really in context it doesn't talk to, to the, the rest, rest of the house, house. Mm. and so it's working with that and you know you're you're always um faced with the, the yeah i think in in every project um especially with kind of renovations or existing homes mm -hmm. there's always kind of um some work some extent of work yeah. that has been done that you you know yeah. we're going to have to um work, work with and work yeah. around and yeah. work some the best for pieces that have yes been exactly if they've bought like yeah. exactly like you say if they've bought you know a really expensive couch when they first moved in yeah. they're not willing to um change that couch sure. um yeah. and then like i said maybe you know on flooring again um highlighting that flooring is such it, it just gives a massive impression when you walk into the house yeah. even subconsciously and um, I think kind of anything, you know, very trend-led on those okay. selections, like maybe there was a lot of kind of polished stone mm. um, around and you would see them in extensions and, and, and you know, mm. we, might, we might work with that flooring, but mm -hmm. it's just to see that you can kind of tell the, the okay. period these houses were worked on now. There's kind of more of a leaning towards honed porcelains on floors because they're more functional than stone and things like that. Mm. So um, I like to be able to offer that advice to people okay. when they're making Okay, so we're, we're kind of distilling some principles here. We, we For the clients who think they don't know what they want or they haven't a clue what they want, we're, we're figuring out that actually they probably do know more than they think because by pure virtue of elimination, they know they don't want this and they don't want that then some other clients come to you with piles of different things and although they don't seem to initially have any kind of consistency you because of your trained eye will be able to see a thread running through them and that's the thread that's going to help you it may actually be not one of those images but it's a thread and that is the thing you pick out of all of that to work on for the next house so we're, we're saying to people don't be too trend-led. That might be a good bit of advice to give. Do consider your floors first. Um, do consider lighting. Lighting is a really clever way to give you more space or take away space or yes, play with space. Yeah. Um, we're saying, it, when is the right time to talk to an interior designer? And I think you'd say now, before you do anything. 
I would say as early as possible to speak with an interior designer um, just before you even start considering the, the, the kind of ins and outs I suppose of a renovation or a refurbishment to just get, take that advice on board um, like all you know the more advice and input you have the better but certainly when when you meet with an interior designer we're looking at kind of the grander scheme of things like the each room and how it's going to function and how it's going to work from both a uh, practical perspective mm -hmm. and um, an aesthetic perspective so yeah I think if, if from the start of a project you know even if you're just looking to paint the property initially mm -hmm. you know if you're happy with the floors and you're happy with the lighting mm -hmm. and the electric mm -hmm. um, to, to paint and decorate having that input like the you know mm -hmm. even the the paint specification and then moving from there so that you there's, there's a pattern that you can kind of follow Yes. And, and, yes and not hopefully not make those errors um i've noticed kind of in experience and over time the biggest thing that the biggest thing we emphasize on are um saving saving time for people yes. you know, saving time in sourcing yeah. you know yeah. you could spend a huge amount of time outsourcing mm -hmm. and end up spending a large proportion of your budget on mm -hmm. on aspects of the project mm -hmm. um, and sometimes those choices are aren't reversible so mm -hmm. I think it's really important to speak um, with, with someone who can offer you input with regard to the interiors and you know to even focus on kind of what you want to spend on initially because once mm -hmm. you're if, if it's new build once mm -hmm. that that property is complete mm -hmm. you're still faced with the costs of um, you know, depending on what's involved in the project, but you're still faced with the costs of, you know, additional life fittings, um, mm -hmm. joinery, storage is a big thing, yeah. um, and the cost of that, and well-designed storage, especially in a family home, is really important. So, um, I think, I think if, you know, if if you are considering a project, to to certainly um, seriously consider meeting with the interior designer and at least having that yeah initial conversation. And you made a very good point um, the other day when we were speaking on the phone where you're saying it's never too early to talk to an interior designer and I really felt the wisdom of that when you said that because I'm thinking of a client who's about to build a house and I'm thinking probably he would have gone ahead and built that house and then when it's built he'd phone Ruth to say will you come out and talk to me about my soft furnishings but by that stage the electrician who's wired the house will have put in maybe a central light fitting for you to hang a pendant so to some extent he's already made that decision he's made a lighting decision without knowing he's made a lighting decision and uh, he's put sockets in places so now he means his desk must be in that place whereas if he talks to you first you'll actually take it through to the finished product. How are you going to use the space? And that means that the joiner who's coming in to build a staircase can also build in your study for you. Exactly. Who's wiring your dishwasher can make sure you've got your gorgeous uh, sockets put for your side lamps and your other things. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's studying and looking at the plans and considering um, how your furniture is going to sit in those spaces, how you're going to use those spaces. And exactly as you said, you know, by by not having that input early on you're restricting yourself um to to less choice and, yeah, and basically the electrician's figuring out your lighting can and he's not going to be the best person to figure because that out. he do, yeah. he doesn't really know i mean there's obvious things like you know where the beds are going to go and and things like that in a room but but really what what i 
very much like to do is offer suggestions and input and then at least you've got options and you can consider those options early on and you're not then once your house is built trying to add sockets or yeah, exactly. add you're not undoing, you're not work, undoing the work that you've work. done especially with a new build because you've so mm -hmm. much scope you know you've scope to do these things early on so i do i always say to people often we get inquiries um and, and you know the clients might think oh we're, we're calling you far too early on mm -hmm. and I say absolutely mm -hmm. not no like thing. yeah okay, no so such that's thing a definite commandment, definite commandment. No thing yeah yeah too early that's for sure because even to identify the you know the things like you said like lighting integrated into shelving or um mm. you know the functional lighting in particular areas like utility or um, bathrooms or kitchens or kind of to be able to bring interesting ideas to to the client at that early stage mm. and they can decide whether it's something a route that they're mm -hmm. going to take but at least they know there are options there so are. you're there to show them the exciting <laughs> world of options that they might not be thinking they might just be thinking they might, of sockets here's a room switches, with plugs and yeah. <laughs> talking much more exciting things like in-shelf lighting exactly and, and how you can recess light mm. and adding wall lights mm. and um, integrating lighting into cabinetry like mm. I said um, or you know the, the use in, in children's rooms you know how you can how you can kind of have fittings and storage and and different aspects that will work into the room and um, so I, and bathrooms especially you know um, you often see you know on plan that you know the, the what's specified might be a standard shower tray but it's like mm -hmm the design of that bathroom mm -hmm. is you know there might be scope for walk-in shower space more of a wet room situation yeah. so things like that yeah um, so i like to kind of be able to kind of bring that creative the aspect the visionary okay. yeah so yeah you really so. help flesh out the dream the vision the color the end you, you are thinking as far as the glass of wine and the gorgeous cushion and the beautiful lamp behind you whereas the person when they're starting a project might be more thinking oh god the builder the mess they're the thinking disaster, of yeah the color of the, the render and the brick yeah, and the money yeah, yeah. exactly so you're really there at the end gleaming with a smile on your face saying it's beautiful it's going to be gorgeous come on i'm going to give you great ideas and those great ideas might even give the person energy and conviction to start on this process because you have shown them what's possible at the end that there is that that there are those possibilities and and also especially like i said um on a new build the the owner um who's undertaking the project is so overwhelmed with those choices you know the brick yeah. the costings you know that they're meeting but the thing is when they when they send that plan those plans out to tender they want the spec to be what it should be exactly. so that There's you're no not on site yeah actually you're saying let's have a full walk in let's have a walk weapon. in and then let's see where we can balance it mm -hmm. out let's yeah. see where we can pull back those yeah. costs or you know do you really want that extra living room that you're probably not going to use, to use? Yeah. or how and yeah. just be practical about it yeah. as well and like i said like with um projects where you know families might have built a house maybe five or six years previously to contacting me it's those mistakes that come through like they might say oh you know at the time we were told just to put you know these build. sockets here and oh, yeah. build more space and yeah. build more rooms but yeah. they would have these rooms that they're not really putting to use and yeah. um, so so yeah i mean if if 
if we even have that consultation with the client early on, we'll be able to offer input with what the the use of the spaces might be. You know, those uses might change, but I do think it's really important in any home, regardless of the size, that there's a steady flow from room to room, that there's a purpose for the spaces, that um, you're able to ma maximise the storage. And I like to be able to bring those points up early on with clients so that then when they go back to speak with their architect or they're in dealing with the contractors, they're not so... Um, you know, they've 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 got those kind of nuggets, I suppose, in their head, so that they, mm. you know, they might choose not to have a study in their house, but at mm -hmm. least that's been considered, and we've kind of brought them the from experience, brought to them the the possibilities, and um, like you say as well, it's 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 tricky because you're you're meeting clients when when they haven't kind of gone on that journey yet. Okay, so what I am distilling from our conversation now um, are one phone an interior designer talk to one immediately before you do anything because for the first thing they're going to help you expand your vision they're going to help you dream and think and really understand all the options and that doesn't cost you anything that you can doesn't cost you to dream and think and really flesh out your vision of what is possible so they're going to help you expand your vision of what's possible they're going to help you understand your style you might arrive along to an interior designer with a whole hodgepodge of this and that with no obvious um, consistency but Ruth or an interior designer is likely to help you her gift will be to help you distill your style from that and understand which bits are um, and your personality, and your personality. like if it's your own home yeah. you want to feel comfortable in the space but and yeah. um, so to be able to take your brief and and take aspects of your personality and how you live your life yeah into okay. consideration i mean an interior designer is going to be able to tell you that this may be a very expensive mistake so i think for the small cost of paying for a two-hour consultation with an interior designer to start with, it makes total sense that they'll expand your thinking, they'll refine your style, they'll stop you making expensive mistakes, they're going to save you time because by having an initial consultation you might end up have, preventing yourself having to undo certain things that you have done. Exactly, yeah, and we can offer kind of pointers, you know, kind of what what to look out for in particular, you know, particular things if you are sourcing pieces for your home. You know, there's a certain level of quality that you're going to want, but there's a certain, you know, there's a certain, uh, there are certain flags on things that you need to be aware of. And, you know, if, if you haven't sort of... Um, I suppose going back to kind of something like stone floors or countertops yeah. versus um, an alternative like porcelain or granite or um, coarse, uh, like a more functional surface that can do the same job, um, you know, to be aware that there are different offerings on different finishes. Um, so, you know, where you might like the aesthetic of something, if it's you know, you're spending good money on a quartz countertop mm -hmm. and you know that that quartz countertop is going to serve you lifetime. lifetime. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you're leaning towards kind of more porous finishes on your floors, like yeah. a stone floor, yeah. that requires maintenance. And okay. if you're willing to get to put, you're spending more to get a particular finish, but now we're... It um, comes with extra It comes with extra work and maintain. extra costs to maintain. Okay. So well, it's so like... flag finishes with them. Exactly, yeah. flag, flag finishes okay. and... Um, and flag, you know, flag kind of if often, like you said, clients um, 
will have ideas in mind for particular things and to be able to draw their attention to kind of the pros and cons of making those decisions. And mm -hmm. um, you will most likely be spending and investing on certain areas of the house. So it's to make sure that, you know, you're... That money is well spent. Yeah, that money is well spent. And it doesn't set up a, a conundrum with the rest of the house, that the money you're spending on a certain area of the house actually isn't making... It isn't going to... You want to balance everything yeah. out as much as possible, yeah. and there's certain areas where you will be investing more money in, um, but it, you you also want to ensure that that there's a flow in the house that you're mm -hmm. not kind of, you know, yeah, stopping and starting. Stopping and starting. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so uh, an interior designer such as Ruth is going to help you consider the whole project before you ever start spending one euro. So you'll help consider the whole flow and I felt um, when we spoke on the phone the other day with the thought that um, when you go on holidays you're not so much thinking about the plane that's going to get you on your holiday you're just thinking about the gorgeous destination that you're going to arrive in at the end and sometimes when you start a building project you're really focused on the plane you're focused on the builder and the cost and the paint and everything and you nearly lose sight of the wonderful destination the, the ultimate goal the yeah so I do think that having you at the start to paint that picture of the ultimate destination is a wonderful way of inspiring someone to get going with the work and keeping faith to stay going with the work and to have you there on the team working with the team instructing the team using all your workmen throughout the project it just saves such a lot of hassle it saves a lot of hassle and i mean i think um the thing is you come up on on things that you know you just haven't anticipated or you know the contractors might come across you know come up on something uh, in the yeah, house a drain, a drain or expect, something yeah. so it's it's um it's the input that that we can offer and how to kind of come to resolutions and yeah. you know come up with solutions yes. um, as any this. of these are for most people they're doing it once in their lifetime maybe twice you're doing this every day it's from experience yeah. yeah exactly and you know to be able to offer the advice the right advice and direction and um, you know is, is really something that I emphasize because it's it's the experience of, of working with not only there's a lot of factors involved you know you're working on time frames you're working on schedules you're liaising between like multiple suppliers mm -hmm. and um, multiple you know on my case if I'm if I'm working on multiple projects we do have you know there's kind of a calm often a common thread as well you know okay, you yeah. come You've you come up on yeah you might come across similar issues mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. come up yeah, in different the ways in Dublin, we can't anticipate different types but of kind of, yeah but with the client it, it's really to ensure that they're content with all the decisions that are being made yeah. that they're comfortable from the start and um, with the decisions that are going to lead to this final outcome and final destination and it really is to take that stress out of it that they're not feeling overwhelmed that almost all the decisions because we make the selections of decisions on things through presentations and through communication with the clients to ensure that everything is scheduled and planned so by the time 
you know, the, the project starts. As soon as the project starts, most of the decisions are made. So there yes. is no stress. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, if you undertake a project like this on your own, you are making all of the decisions yourself. Uh, and you don't you have know no verification. Exactly. Become before the floor and becomes before the electric. You have no clue. Exactly. So to have all the selections made, to have everything, to know, like to have the reassurance and, and um, you know, support in, in making the right decisions and, and then bringing them to this. This outcome. So you project manage the whole thing for the client. So you have your two-hour consultation service, but so that's for people. You've discussed that, but yes. this is the one where you work with clients and you just go through everything. You specify everything, and then you also supervise all of the work. Yes, that's right. Um, we'll project manage um, projects, and they vary very much. It could be. Um, projects which are have a very short time frame a very short turnaround and okay. um, for example projects that are possibly properties that are going up for sale and the okay. client or owner might want to renovate them in advance of mm -hmm. that maybe do some works um, or their properties that have just been bought and the client kind of is keen to undertake yeah. those renovations so right, they can move, move in, in. So before they, they move yeah. in and people take a different approach some people like to move in get a feel yeah. for the house and yeah. the space and then start the works yeah. I've had clients approach me before the house even goes to sale agreed or you know before the, the to actually yeah. look at the property and yeah, see yeah. what the possibilities okay. are there yeah, yeah. Um, so but what what we do and what like kind of our main spe I specialize in is the project management side of things which right. is um, meeting clients who have are undertaking renovations new bills um, and we will engage with them for kind of a, a year to 18 months okay. and we'll take them from an initial presentation phase we'll explore kind of all of the the options for the property we'll it's kind of over the course of a month we'll kind of put together a large presentation and, and budget and mm -hmm. have our initial meeting where we present kind of all of the options okay. and ideas to them and um, covering everything as we've spoken about from lighting and flooring to fittings furniture kitchens sanitary wear bathrooms showing them all the possibilities mm -hmm. for their pro pro project or properties um, and yeah. so in some cases clients actually enjoy the kind of sourcing stage like going out to the showrooms okay. getting like we'll show them kind of samples and ideas for the rooms yeah. and kind of how the spaces will flow you know how you'll move from the hallway through to the living room mm -hmm. through and how the circulation in the house mm -hmm. works which is really important um i like to create schemes where you know you can kind of move everything's a bit movable that you can kind of okay, so bring so you can take this chair and it works right when that room even that room has its own yeah. use or identity but we move through the project with the client at every point and you know some clients have you know engaged in uh, consultation kind of early on in the project to make sure that they know what they're specifying for the builders um, and then we might re-engage further down the road when yeah. it comes closer to the end the of the project. So you yeah, need to yeah. start to figure out the tiles, the flooring, the lighting. But I find like, like by um, working with the client from the start of their project through to the completion yeah. means that they have they have that ongoing advice, that ongoing input and they're presented with all of the options, you know, the possibilities and I will show kind of very obviously we'll set out a budget from the start we'll have a working budget but I like to be able to show people kind of more innovative products and um, okay. you know kind of options with if they're just being shown selections by a contractor it may just be a case that you know here's the choice and door handles whereas um, from experience of w working in interiors over many years um, 
I have a broad kind of, uh, I suppose, black book, like a database of suppliers. Mm. So if, if someone's looking for something really different or innovative mm. or, mm. you know, that I get some really interesting requests like a lot of clients may have traveled a lot or lived abroad and you know had appliances previously or had okay. kind of a particular style of couch mm -hmm. or you know have mm -hmm. preferences from staying in you know different you know different hotels and things like that on how they like the upholstery how, so i like to be able to kind of present different options and um, which hopefully sets you know i find that there might be a limited choice in what you can actually source in ireland and okay, um, from so the perspective so i have an international mm -hmm. um and your experience in london that i presume is exposed to, uh, to the market yeah. and kind of what's available yeah. and you know what what uh, from from the perspective of quality right through to kind of the technical side of things you know what's available on the market and um, it's really interesting like we like to keep updated by you know going to fairs going back over to London you know staying in touch with suppliers a lot of them um, the tile companies and specifiers will like update us like mm -hmm. this particular um, you know flooring companies and, and tile companies that I would work with a lot on, mm -hmm. on projects because they have a really different offering mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I find clients are looking for a very they want there's kind of two kinds of projects um you know i find sometimes i'm working with clients who really like to conform or they're very much yeah. kind of led by yeah. what they've seen elsewhere which okay. is fine and we're yeah. happy to kind of yeah. take yeah. that and then push them to kind of yeah. do something different yeah. a little bit but um there are then other clients who are you know happy for us to be very creative and kind right. of show them really different mm -hmm. schemes and mm -hmm. and you know rather than giving kind of a template design i really like to consider the property and the project, but also the client and what they're looking to okay, achieve. Okay, so the three things have to There's work the kind together. of three things have to work together. The the yeah. And I suppose the fourth thing, the budget. The but budget, it, it always comes like back to the budget. You tend to work with high-end clients. Really. It sounds like you're working with people who are well-traveled, might not be their only home, and they've got taste and style and budget, which you seem to have. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to thank you very much, Ruth. And anyone who wants to contact Ruth can contact her at ruthsnobleinteriors.com. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, we'd love you to subscribe to it and tell your friends, family and colleagues. In the meanwhile, if you think you'd benefit from some professional help with your next property transaction, then...